Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Ah, let's go Friday, huh? What up? Welcome in. Happy Friday. Let's do this. Pretty Daddy is back. Our guy, the Costos, Nick Costos, will talk to us in an hour. we got a bunch of stuff to get into. Pretty Daddy, Tom DeCelestino, executive producer, triumphant return, part two this week. I, in a secondary nickname, Big Word Tommy, throwing words at me like dichotomy in a morning email. The dichotomy. It's a good word. I had to look it up. Thought it meant economy. The dichotomy of the Chiefs and the Broncos on stark display yesterday. We told you this. We knew this. We understood that the Chiefs had already beaten the Broncos before that game began. Not just in the literal sense of that game, although they had and they did. 19-8, to playing with their peas and carrots, playing with their, their food again. But in the sense that that hapless Broncos team that you saw yesterday, that embarrassment of an operation on a National Football League field is a byproduct, not just of the decision-making that brought in Sean Payton, and brought in Russell Wilson and gave away a whole bunch of draft picks, future first, seconds, and beyond, and a lot of money. Ain't your money, ain't my money. It's not even the money of the fans of the Broncos, but still, those decisions came directly out of the certainty of the Chiefs and the ability, even like last night, even like this season, when Kansas City doesn't sparkle, they somehow still shine. They're still 5-1, and one, even though they haven't been extraordinary. And the difference between those two teams. Let me nod my cap to Pretty Daddy. The dichotomy of those two teams was on stark display yesterday, and those realities weren't just about a Thursday night football game, an AFC West showdown. It's who these teams are. Chiefs with their, get this straight, 16th, Straight win over the Broncos. That is absolute insanity. Patrick Mahomes is 12-0 in his career against Denver. That is the longest winning streak by a starting quarterback versus a single opponent. And I think we still have to consider Denver an opponent in the technical sense, even if not in the practical sense, to start a new career, a career in the NFL since, you ready? 1950. As if any stat before 1950 in the NFL means anything. Can the NFL statisticians or Pretty Daddy, who is our our resident uh, deep dive stats expert, just delete? I don't care about Burt Smith from 1944 and how he beat the Tuscaloosa Owls in 13 straight games. It's a Mahomes record. Chiefs didn't play that well. 
And the defense is really good. Tom and I had this conversation this morning. Yes, the Chiefs defense technically played really well. And if you missed the game, start of, started with a couple turnovers. Travis Kelsey utterly dominated the first half. Basically, there's no receiving core still for the Chiefs. The Chiefs had a pretty comfortable, what, 16 nothing lead for a big chunk of the game. Denver never really threatened, and then they scored the Broncos a touchdown at the end of the game. That really didn't mean... That really didn't mean much. And, and the conversation Tom and I had, which I do think will become more important for the Chiefs' goals at the end of the year, is whether or not the Chiefs' defense is the best that we've seen since Patrick Mahomes became the QB. And there are stats that would suggest that. Or, I think this is probably more my inclination, whether of what, the six games they've played in their 5-1 and one start, one of those games has been against the Broncos and one of those games has been against the Chicago Bears. You play those two teams, it's obviously going to warp the data. Kansas City was up 13-0 at the half. The game was really never in question. And, and, again, and, I'll, and, I'll, and I'll say this to you as well, and I'll get into the incompetence and the awfulness and the ugliness of the Broncos because it's a really bad Broncos team. It's a Broncos team that, that probably should have lost to the Chicago Bears. It's a Broncos team that probably, along with the Panthers, should be in contention for the worst team in the NFL. But if they were, and I think they actually are, I think we'll get to a point this year where we're talking about the Broncos maybe being the worst team in football, there'd be a big difference between what's going on in Denver and what's going on in Carolina. Whatever the issues in Carolina, and they're there, they still have a young quarterback in Bryce Young, not playing well yet, but that happens. Aaron Rodgers wasn't amazing his first few games in Green Bay when he was actually a starter. There's other examples. There is no, well, we're going to build for the future. Sean Payton, Russell Wilson is supposed to be right now, and they're awful. Uh, worst six-game start since 1994, also were 1-5. And again, they should be 0-6. They're not okay, but it's a bad football team. The Broncos, and this is the one that just slaps you in the face. I've never been slapped in the face before. Tom, pretty daddy told us he has. I guess in his more raucous days. I don't know what that is. He wouldn't tell us what happened. But I imagine it hurts. Slapped in the face by this stat. The Broncos are 4-16. and 16. In Russell Wilson's 20 starts with the team. Well more than $100 million in guaranteed money. A whole bunch of picks. And a team that wasn't just built around him that's not working. But we know from last year and the reporting that came out of that team, Russell Wilson wasn't able to bring anything other than cultural problems with him. It's a bad culture in Denver, as well as a bad football team. Last night he was 13 for 22. 95 yards with a touchdown and two picks. And here's the other, there's two points I want to make. Because, again, the um, looks down at notes, circles the word that, that Pretty Daddy had to say slowly. The dichotomy between these two teams is distinct. Chiefs played, not even bad football. I used the word lackadaisical too much to describe them. I'm not sure what other word to use. They just never, ever get out of first or second gear. They just, they don't, they don't need to. Here's something I'll posit to you. Here, here's something that, that, that struck me as very possible. Because Tom made this point, and he's right. The Chiefs haven't looked amazing over the course of the year. They haven't blown teams out over the course of the year. Their one loss is not a bad loss. It is a loss to a really good Detroit Lions team in the opening game of the season where the Chiefs were really even, I mean, if you're going to be a little slow out of the gate, you're going to be slowest just out of the gate. That certainly, I think, is part of the equation. Chiefs couldn't put away, what, the Vikings last week. And I don't, the Vikings are obviously not a very good football team. And yet they find ways to win. And there was a play that I thought summed up in some ways my, my emerging theory that maybe the Chiefs, not just unable or unwilling to get out of second gear, 
maybe Andy Reid, who we've known to, to be obviously innovative offensively and trick plays or things we haven't seen, maybe it's not just Mahomes who's holding something in reserve. Maybe Andy Reid literally, tactically, just isn't showing certain things because he doesn't want them on tape because he knows he can beat the Broncos and the Vikings and, and, the, and the, the Bears without having to go to level two or level three or level four of his game plan. There was a moment last night, first half, where the Chiefs, again, like they do all year, drove the ball pretty steadily, looked like they were going to score a touchdown. Kelsey was a critical part of this. I mean, he was absolutely amazing last night. I think Mahomes was 7-7 seven seven for 100, 910 passing yards in the first half, throwing to Tay-Tay's bow. Her bow, am I allowed to do that? I said, yeah, well, I waited. I waited seven minutes to get to Tay-Tay. I'm a you-know-what professional. Right, family-friendly show, but a you-know-what professional. And as the Chiefs moved down the field, felt like, okay, here comes the inevitable touchdown. And I believe it got to third and two, and they weren't able to convert. So it was fourth and two. It might have been, like, been fourth and one and a half. And I texted Pretty Daddy, who tends not to respond to my text messages, but that's a, that's a different story. And I said, hey, hey, Chiefs got to go for it here. Just go for it. I think they were within their 10-yard line in that range. And they sort of did. They lined up for the field goal, and I thought, okay. I literally, I swear, I, th- I thought, okay. Even Andy Reid, who's been known to make some blunder-headed play calls when he's trying to be tricky, isn't going to do a sneak on fourth and two on a, like a fake field goal because he's got Mahomes. That's exactly what they did. Chiefs tried to, I hate the tush push. I think it's such a dumb expression. I'm actually, if I were listening to myself while talking, I would probably turn myself off. So I apologize for using that stupid term. Brotherly shove is better. But they, they tried to get it. They didn't. My first thought was, what is he doing? And my second thought was, maybe he's just holding something back. Maybe there's all these plays that they just do not want on tape when they play actual football teams that are a challenge. Maybe, and this is where the dichotomy comes in, the Chiefs are playing their, not their worst version, but their most basic version of football. They're on beta mode, right? They're in, they're in FIFA on the new Xbox I bought, Mo, where you're not even using all the buttons. You're just like, I'm just going to use the pass and the shoot button, and we'll just see. We'll, that's where my life's at right now with my kid. We'll, we'll see what happens. And on the other side of that, there is a desperation in the Broncos. Sean Payton is coaching for his professional self-esteem and, and reputation. Russell Wilson has gone from a sure thing Hall of Famer, which he is still, to a punchline. This is a Broncos team that's playing a hated rival. And, and while you don't ever want to be 1-5, and five, you certainly don't want to get embarrassed or humiliated against the Chiefs team. And, and they're given everything, and they could barely muster points. They couldn't stop a Chiefs team that was only... I, I don't know, because I did miss maybe 12% of the game, but if you told me the 12% I missed, Mahomes just decided, like in The Princess Bride, I'm going to play left-handed, and we'll see what happens, wouldn't surprise me. The di- looks down. Dichotomy, Tom, between these two teams is real. The Chiefs never get to a place of real effort, and they win easily and handily. And again, don't let the box score, the weird final score, 19-8, to fool you. It was never a close football game. Even when the game was three to nothing, it was it just it was it was an inevitable Chiefs victory, and, and this is a Broncos team as hapless and awful and terrible as they were. They tried to do everything they could, and they couldn't even muster self respect. There's such a difference between these teams. Told you yesterday, the Chiefs had broken permanently the Broncos, and then they served up proof that rider than you is rider than not you, but anybody who doesn't listen to the show. Eight five five two one two four CBS is the phone number. Tom, good morning, pretty daddy. 
Good morning, Bill. TGIF. Oh. We made it. We made it, man. Uh, but do you do TGIF on purpose to just take a little ra- put a little rain on my Friday? No. I, I grew up with TGIF. That was my wheelhouse. Sitcoms on on Friday night. Yeah. What was the one with the two with the with the little girl and then the uncles all lit? Full House. Classically overrated. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, classically overrated. Oh my goodness. Yeah, now give me uh, different strokes. That was kind of more my my thing with the Michael J. Fox. Oh, the Michael J. Fox show. What was that? I don't remember what it was called. It was great, right? He's, his last name Keaton, and he's a Republican. It was, re- and then they had an episode. I think I was ten, where the dad cheats on the mom, and I'm just they tried to like go all dramatic. What? Family what ties. You? Yeah, family ties got severed in that episode. That was a traumatic <laughs> moment for me. Hey, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. This is not at all from my kids' elementary school. Now, anyone listening that knows me, but when schools have movie nights, can we just not have them at the school? Kids running around, people breaking bones, kids getting in fights. I love checking in for movie night at the hoity-toity elementary school that maybe somebody goes to, and three people with cocktails in their hand. I can't get in, just having a conversation. And I just stand there for four minutes. Hey, volunteers, you didn't volunteer to sit in those chairs and drink margaritas. That looks fun. How about you check me in so I can go find my kid? And see what's going on. Did I hear breaking bones there? Yeah, I think a kid broke his wrist or something. Yikes. Wrestling with his wow. buddy or something. Want, I don't know. You don't I've broken that. my wrist. Hurts. I imagine so. Here's a quick story. You want one? I'm going to tell you. Yeah, you do. I once, like an idiot, played uh, one-on-one basketball. I must have been 12 or 13 with my shoes off. My dad was my baseball coach. We had a, we had a big game that night, whatever, win the division or something, in Little League. And... uh I broke my wrist and all my toes. And instead of telling my dad, because I thought I'd get in trouble, I broke my right wrist, I'm left-handed. Because it turns out if you play three-on-three basketball in your bare feet and your buddies play in their shoes and they step on your foot, you're going to break your toes, you're going to fall to the ground, you're going to break your wrist. So instead of telling my father, I went out there, put me in right field. No one hits the ball to right field. Very first (laughs) inning, towering fly ball to right field. I heard my wrist crack when I caught the ball. Yikes. Then I went to the plate. I was a leadoff hitter. For the love of God, I was in so much pain. I was a pretty fast kid, though. Swung and missed on a strike three. I just wanted to sit down. The ball got past the catcher, so I stole first. My dad gave me the steal second sign. I stole second. At a play at second, didn't feel good on my toes. Stole third, and then there was a pass ball, and I came home and scored. Then I burst into tears. And then my dad told me, why didn't you tell me you broke it? I'm like, I don't know, Dad. I don't know where that story came from, but it did. It's a little therapy session for me. That's toughness right there. Athletic toughness. No, that's just stupidity, bro. I was I cried for the rest of the game. I just yeah, real tough. <laughs> Sat in the dugout and cried. Um, good to have you back. We missed you. Great to be back. I know you didn't miss me, but it's great to be back. Don't I told Lori oh, she'd be so mad. I told Lori I didn't want to go to this stupid movie night. I don't need to see Mario Brothers. Henry can go and hang out with his friends. Lori insisted I go. She goes, we'll hang out together. I'm like, I don't want to go to this thing. She's like, we'll hang out together. Showed up. She's like, I'm out. I'm talking to my friends. I just sat there for two <laughs> hours by myself. Well, to be fair, I'm watching the Chiefs game on my phone. Thanks. Thanks. Sounds like a good time. What's worse, the Broncos or this experience? Not sure. Not sure. Ouch. Although I didn't deserve it. Sean Payton certainly does. 855 212 cbs 
is the phone number. Uh, we got a little I told you so moment, and I think we're all on the, on the same page, but another really good baseball team, their season bites the dust. I'm telling you, it's momentum. I'm not going to scream at you on Twitter 15 times about an hour, but I am going to tell you why MLB has got to find some solution to their problem. More teams in the playoffs, but not the ones that matter advancing is a Robert Manfred issue, and we have a... I'm not going to call it the Pac-2, okay? I'm going to call it the Pac-12 right now, Tom. I know you like the Pac-2 as a joke, but the Pac-12 has some remarkable football games. We'll give you some predictions on those next here on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. He's Bill Ryder, and he's always right. Buy or sell that you're allowed to refer to yourself by your own nickname. You are. I like it. I like talking in third person. Mm, disagree. D-Cell said this, D-Cell said that. I like it. You, uh, you mispronounced Pretty Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's Writer Than You on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back into the show on this Friday. We got a lot of feedback. We got a bunch of calls. If you want to get in line and on the conversation, we love to hear from you. The phone number is free and bonus. You get to hear in real time the voice of Pretty Daddy. People pay for that privilege for you. It causes Elch. 855 212 cbs We also have some Twitter feedback and several Bum of the Week nominees. We do that about an hour and a half, but we'll start tallying them. Sports writer, sports, R-E-I-T-E-R. I've lived everywhere. I've lived all over the country. Spent two years in Little Rock, Arkansas. Love Little Rock. Went down to the Mississippi Delta area all the time. Went up to the Buffalo River all the time. I don't know where in Arkansas Kyle is calling from. I just know he's in a beautiful state. Kyle in Arkansas, what's up, buddy? You are on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, how you doing, Bill? What's up, bud? Hey, so I'm in. I'm originally from Springdale, Arkansas. So right just right up from the good old Hog Stadium there. So oh, yeah. uh, I was listening to the uh, Broncos Chiefs talk earlier, and you put out that funny stat uh, that Russell Wilson, while in Denver, is four and sixteen through his first twenty games. When I look at him and that stat, I think of Chad Morris. What do you think? Because I mean, he was by the time he left Arkansas, he was four and twenty. He yeah, had I mean, spectacular do, moments, but a lot of disappointment. You're talking, and that's like a real local Arkansas thing. But you're right. You're talking about punchlines. You're talking about guys. Thank you for the call, dude. 
who are only remembered for being awful. I was trying to think this morning, 855-212-4CBS if you want to call in, of an of a NFL comp, of a guy that got that many games, right? You're getting a couple seasons or a season and a half. Who was that bad? Because normally at, at, at 4-16, and 16, you are benched. You're losing your job, but they gave up so much for Russell Wilson. They've paid him so much. I don't even think it's the name recognition, just the investment. You got to play him. Because Baker Mayfield, obviously, Tom, was a pretty, like, was a pretty, I mean, Johnny, Man- I don't know what Johnny Manziel's record was, but I would imagine it is somewhere in that, in that range. And there, yeah, I mean, you talk about any quarterback who's been talented, that's been, that's washed out of an offense, washed out of his possibility, what Russell Wilson has done over this tenure qualifies, Tom. Johnny Manziel, three and eleven. That's pretty. I by the way didn't look beforehand. It's not one of these where you where you actually look and then you're like, I don't know. Maybe he has three and eleven record. That's pretty. I mean, it's actually. I mean, I'm not good at math, but is three and eleven a better win percentage than four and sixteen? It's right in the same neighborhood. I think it is. Actually, I think it might be. It's got to be I, right in that same neighborhood. I am not a physicist. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Let's go to Andy, who's listening in Pittsburgh. On Sirius XM 158, Andy, what up, pal? You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, I want to shine a light on the Denver game last night for the Broncos. I mean, they they did hold the Chiefs to four field goals and one touchdown. And you got a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes only throwing one touchdown when he when it's nothing normal to outside of normal to him throwing less than two. Then you're 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 that's a good defense and that's a good they just didn't score. I mean, to me, that's the bright side. Four field goals. Look, dude, it's not. It's not. A, it's interesting, right, Andy? It's not a bad point. Appreciate you calling. I, the thing is, I have two thoughts on it. I, I'll take your, your. I'll take you at face value first. All I've heard from Sean complaining Peyton the entire season, or at least the people who are carrying water for him, and that's getting heavier and heavier. Well, the the, the, the defense that's a disaster, and we can't do anything defensively, and that. I'm an offensive guy in the defensive personnel. So let's just presume the defense is good for, for the Broncos, which I, I don't think that it is. But okay, what's the excuse for 95 passing yards for Russell Wilson and Sean Payton, a supposedly offensive genius? If you have a defense, and I don't think you do in the Broncos, that actually of its own accord successfully, because of what they're about, limited Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, and you can't beat them or even compete with them, you're never going to beat them. It's never going to happen. That's number one. The other thing is, and maybe it's just in the eye of the beholder, and, and you've got just a different view than I do, and appreciate you calling from Pittsburgh, but for, for me, I thought the Chiefs' offense looked pretty good, and then they just couldn't convert some of those in-field goal range plays where I, I thought they were holding something back. As I said, I think there's every possibility Andy Reid is in beta mode and just doesn't want to show his cards, doesn't want to show his hand, doesn't want to put on tape what he's actually about. And I do think that the Chiefs, with their lack of a receiving, they've always struggled a little bit when they get within the 10 or 15-yard line. They're not a team that has a remarkable running game. They haven't. They've tried different guys, but that's not what they're about. Travis Kelsey's often the guy that you can kind of go to, but in helping you a Tyree Kill or another receiver of some note that just creates a little bit of danger outside of Kelsey, and they don't, they don't have that. They, they don't have a receiving core. So I think there might be an issue for the Chiefs maybe, and Tom and I were discussing this over the course of the year when they play really good teams, 
right? They played a Dolphins team. Just name the five or six best teams in the NFL. Play one of those teams, play them in the postseason, in the playoffs. Or if it's an NFC team, play them in the Super Bowl. Maybe, maybe the lack of weapons and the inability when the field gets sh- shrinks on, on Kansas City to score, maybe it's an issue. I personally think Mahomes is probably going to crack the code and, and figure it out. And Tom, I haven't asked you. I apologize. You have every right to have an opinion. You're pretty daddy. You're the people's champ. You threw dichotomy at me at 4.30 in the morning, so that was something going on. Do you do you credit the Broncos' defense, or do you think it's a lot more likely that Mahomes and the Chiefs were just playing with their peas and carrots? I think this is a lot more about where Kansas City is at right now. One, working through some things, and two, I think there's something to be said. I wasn't thinking about this last night until you brought it to my attention this morning that maybe Andy Reid doesn't want the full arsenal on tape. I think there's a lot to I mean, look, before last night's game, the Broncos' defense was terrible. We were talking about them not giving effort. They hold Kansas City to 19 points on a Thursday night. Like, okay, maybe it's better, better than what they've shown thus far. This game was way more about what's going on in Kansas City than it is in Denver in terms of Kansas City's output last night on yeah, offense. Yeah, I just thought it was the game was never was never in doubt. It was it was thirteen nothing at half. It was sixteen nothing at some point in the second half. It, it it held there for a long time. And I and I know theoretically Denver at the end scored and but the the game was just the game was was never in doubt. By the way, I do like what's the kid's name? I do like Isaiah Pacheco, right? I I, I like the running back for the Chiefs. I think he had I don't even know fifty or sixty yards on the ground. He had a he was fine, but they don't they just don't need really the Chiefs don't need to play particularly well to beat the Broncos, and I think that's largely what happened yesterday. And I it's annoying that they don't have to give maximum effort to have maximum results, but this has been going on for a couple of years. This went on. We talked about the Chiefs doing this last year, and the Chiefs are the reigning Super Bowl champions. It is pretty, and I need to say this too. I've done a lot of takes and perspectives, and I think it's right on how quarterbacks mask a lot of sins and a lot of incompetence. And it usually becomes clear when the quarterback leaves. Peyton Manning is the guy that bestowed a lot of grace and a lot of glow on coaching staffs and front offices and ownership in Indianapolis and then Denver. Tom Brady obviously bestowed a lot of glow and a lot of accolades on Bill Belichick and that organization. I mean, look at the coaches who have gotten hired off Belichick's tree. It turns out simply because of Tom Brady. The list is long. I don't think Andy Reid is part of that group. He's got a pretty amazing track record other than winning the whole thing in Philadelphia before he came to Kansas City. Kansas City was a hapless organization, and with Alex Smith, Andy Reid had success. Not this kind of success, but they were good. But it's entirely possible that that I'm just that I'm falling for the same glow-up, okie-dokie that all-time greats do because the roster construction of this team, the lack of offensive weapons, the lack of a real run game, the lack of any kind of receivers, it might just be an incompetent Chiefs organization or at least not a particularly well-run one, incompetent strong, and and you got Patrick Mahomes just making it all look fine because he just goes out there and whatever the struggles, whatever the issues, whatever the number of field goals in a row, when it when it, when it matters, Mahomes is just one of the best to ever do it, and he does it. 855-2124-CBS. Tom... I'm getting annoyed by how much love you. No, I'm not. I like it. People's champ. People's champ. <laughs> Tell me how you really feel. Ducky, I'm not annoyed. Uh, great Friday energy as usual, sports writer. 
the hoopier than you family is happy our beloved pretty daddy CBS has returned home. You are beloved now. What a turnaround. This is basically Baker Mayfield becoming Patrick Mahomes. How strongly was I hated before? I mean, pretty strongly. Not by me. Wow, okay. You wouldn't give people directions. You were, you were, you know, we've, I think you have come out of your shell with the audience. I feel like you've grown, we've all grown together watching you become pretty daddy. I still don't love the idea of having to give people directions. Like, that's, that's not <laughs> something I'm doing a 180 on. Next time I come to New York, I'm going to take you out for beer, but I'm going to make you give. I'm going to stop and give people directions. Not I'm with you and be like, hey, do you need directions? This is my directions guy. Uh, Jackie Hines wasn't done. I'm getting right to it. Jerry Judy is my bum of the week. It would be the Dodgers and Braves, but they actually won a lot recently. Judy's a bum right now. That's a good nomination. And, and that guy, who also has come around full circle on you, by the way. <laughs> he hated me. There was a point where he hated He He will say he didn't. He did. I mean, you're not necessarily wrong. Uh, tweets, bum of the week, I think he's right, but we'll see. Is Sean Payton, he is running away with it, possible bum of the year candidate. We've got a bum of the year candidate from from that guy. And I, again, I'd have to look at the stats and the data. We keep track of this stuff. Has Sean Payton won bum of the week yet this year? Has to have. I think he has won. One time. It does feel like he's a little under what the what the prop would be, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, the, uh, you would probably set the number probably around two and a half right now. Two, two and a half. God, pretty Daddy's on it. That's exact. Mind meld, Pretty Daddy. Uh, Tom here, Pretty Daddy, loves it when I tease things and don't get to any of it. It's like it feels like that was classic radio. Thank you for making my life joyous. Uh, so we're gonna just bring it full circle. We're gonna we're gonna pay off the tease later. By talking the the Major League Baseball reality that he craves to have a conversation about. We will also, I promise, we're going to try get into some Pac-12 predictions and a really big Pac-12 weekend. Those things, Tom is so excited, are coming up after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Andrew Bogus. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. You're listening to Writer Than You. Is that your Dr. Seuss shirt? I love that shirt. It's blue and black with the stripes. Why are you throwing your hands up? I love Dr. Seuss. It's you don't just, like Dr. Seuss either? It's just a normal golf shirt. It's got some stripes. It's mainly blue. Like, there's, it, it couldn't be more plain Jane. I like it. It looks good. Four! On CBS Sports Radio. What Tom doesn't tell you is that when he wears that shirt, he wears a big, weird red top hat. It's strange. <laughs> cat in the hat joke, Tom. Cat. In the hat joke, Tom. Started reading Cat in the Hat to the little dude the last couple nights. He did? He liked it? He's into it. He likes it. 
I was going to send you guys a present for Will, and then what happened? I didn't. But if you want to buy something and then just pretend that I sent it to you, it would be Goodnight Moon. Well, I think your feelings are valid because you and your lovely wife have sent Will a book before. And I think I may have, I don't know if I'm misremembering, Yeah, you may have forgotten to say, oh, I don't know, thank you or send I, a thank you card. I never, I never told, maybe I did tell you this. My wife must have asked me 15 times if you brought it up because she's worried it didn't show up. And yeah. I, I said to her, trust me, he got it. He just isn't going to say anything. And she said, no one does that. And I said, you have to be dumb. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah, we've read the book. It's great. What's yeah. the book? I don't even know. It's actually as, uh, you know, I, I believe it. this is irony. It's a Russell Wilson book that he wrote no, with his wife. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It is it about how is. to lose stuff and it's okay? You uh, can still be rich? It's about friendship, actually. It's about making friends. We sent you a Russell Wilson book? Yeah, he and his wife have a series of uh, of children's books. Do you know what... um? what books my wife reads to my son constantly and she gets mad every time I don't bring it up in the right context. Dan Wetzel books. Dan Wetzel, who we have on the show, writes children's books about athletes and every time we have Dan on, I forget to say, hey, we just read, you know, the messy book, the Steph book. Is there anything that guy doesn't do? Um, no, that guy's amazing. He also used to be a a poker dealer, apparently. Wow, talk about a renaissance, man. Be a miserable job. I like, do you like free stuff? Always. By the way, so you don't have Good Night Moon for your kid yet? Oh, uh, we do not, no. It, it, do you know, it's, next time I come to New York, I'll just try to go to a bookstore and buy Good Good Night Moon, Good Night, I'm just wrong, Shoe, Good Night <laughs> Pretty Daddy Under the Moon, I don't know, it's really good. Clearly I'm a poet. Stream the NFL on Westwood One for free, sponsored by AutoZone all season long. You can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports. We're on the Odyssey app. Get on the zone. AutoZone, the free AutoZone Fix Finder service, can help you fix find a fix for free. Get on the zone. AutoZone restrictions apply. It will help you find a fix. It will not. <laughs> yeah, you get it. You know. Get to AutoZone. I got a question for you. Are we, we hit this yesterday. Look, I know you got to go out there and you got to compete when you have an opportunity for a championship in any of these sports. Uh, I understand that, in theory, there there can't be excuses. But I said this, and you rolled your eyes, in large part because you don't, you know, you just, you like talking baseball so much, you get overly stimulated. It's, it's emotional. You can't handle it. It's as it's, 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 it's as if a Care Bear shot so much joined you from their stomach, which in retrospect is a weird cartoon, that you just can't handle it. But let me talk a little baseball anyway. Another really good team bites the dust. Again, and now... This is the Braves who went down in the NLDS to the Phillies last night. That's a Braves team that won 104 games. The teams with the and we hit this we hit this yesterday. The teams with the five best records in baseball: Braves, Orioles, Dodgers, Rays, and Brewers are all gone. Two of them didn't even make it to this round. The format, I think, is part of the problem. Now, the all right, you lose in a best of three. I think if you won your division, like if you're the the Brewers, I can see where you, you have a bit of a, a gripe. Right, that that's a bummer, but you also won ninety two games. It's you know what I'm saying. Like you were good, you were not you were not standing. But I I understand the frustration. You're you're the Dodgers, you're the Braves in particular because they were more or less complete. You were any of these teams that had a legitimate chance at actual excellence, and you grinded a hundred and sixty two game season. 
and then you have to sit out five games and some team that got through their best of three series and, and was injected. Again, Care Bear style, Tom, with that momentum goes down. That is pretty brutal. I, I know the Orioles are younger, but still, they won a bunch of games this year. That's a 101-win team. I don't have a solution, but let me, can I posit you what I think should happen? And you tell me what you think. Please do. I think we may have talked about this, but but maybe it's different now. Now that, I can't remember, maybe you weren't here because you've been moonlighting. You know, you've been flirting with some other shows. I get it. I understand. I get it. Pretty daddy. I'm going to plead the fifth on that one. <laughs> I understand. They're not going to, they are not going to roll back the number of teams that are, that are in the playoffs. They're not going to do it. It's never going to happen. They're not going to give the revenue away. And using my remarkable math deduction skills, if you didn't have a buy and you had the same number of teams, you would have three teams advance to the next, uh, the next round. Is that right? Or five? Get really good at math. <laughs> you got to add, you have to add teams. And you have to have everybody play in the first round. Now, I'm open to a lot of things. I'll take I'll take the Braves as the example, but this applies to the Orioles, it applies to the Dodgers, and it obviously applies to an Astros team that actually is in good shape and, and, and did advance. Okay. You're the Braves. Maybe it's you get to pick your opponent in order of your of your record. Oh, that's gonna motivate the other team. But but I think it's more significant in baseball. Somebody's rotation is is a mess. Somebody's got injuries. You just you feel like you match up particularly well. I I know people think this is crazy. I'm also not opposed to a best of five series where you spot the team who has right one of the four best. You know they're not by teams anymore, but two best records NL, two best records in AL. You just spot them a game. It's a best of five, and you spot them game one. You are the other team. You got to win three games against this team. I I know it's weird. But but the buy is weird, and it it absolutely undercuts the momentum and the rhythm of a major league baseball team. This format doesn't work. Bill, I'd say we're pretty close, right? We've been working together for almost two and a half year now, years now. We're pretty tight. What's coming here? You know a never lot nice of things. You know a lot of things about me. You know that I am not a patient person. I don't really have patience. It's true. It's year two of this playoff format for Major League Baseball. Year two. This could be an anomaly. This it's could not. be the year where it's things not. are just weird and wacky. We have to let this breathe a little bit. I get it. A lot of weird things are happening this season. The five best teams did not advance. I get it. That's weird. I don't know if that will continue, but I know this much. The Houston Astros are in their seventh straight League Championship Series. So they're handling it just fine. They're okay with it. I don't know. Maybe it needs to be changed. I don't think I can make that determination after two years. You would have to add, if I'm doing this right, you because basically you got four teams in each side of the bracket, right? Four teams in each side of the bracket and two by teams in the NL and the AL. That's six teams. You can't have six teams play. You'd have to add two teams to the postseason in each league to do basically do a straight bracket. I, I hear what you're saying, but we've seen this in the past. We've seen examples. The wild card games have, have sparked when it was just a one-play-in reality. It's baseball. They play the game all year long without a break other than the All-Star game. 
it doesn't. It just doesn't make sense to me. Maybe you're right. Maybe you give it a year or two more, but I'm telling you the same thing is going to happen. But, like, I don't know. Do we look at it in other sports differently? Does the best team always win the Super Bowl, the Stanley Cup, the NBA Finals? Is it always the best team? I don't. Here's the thing. I th- and I've heard that argument around there out, out there a lot. It doesn't matter, right? It, it isn't an award for who's the best. It is an award for who puts themselves in a position to prove they're the best under that kind of duress, right? I mean, the best quarterback, talent-wise, doesn't become the best quarterback in the NFL most of the time. The most tennis player doesn't often win the best tennis tournament or become the champion of whatever tournament. It's whoever operates under duress. Being great under pressure, being a champion, is different than being talented. There's obviously a lot of overlap. There's a lot of overlap. But there's a lot of mental things that go into that, too. And so I don't care if the quote-unquote best team wins. I do care if the team... If you're going to make all of us watch and participate in a 162-game regular season that feels like it'll never end, it has to have some value to the teams that succeed in that format. It has to have a benefit to that to that team. So in the NBA, there's a huge advantage to being at home, right? There, there is. Like it, it matters you sleep in your own bed. In, in the NFL, there's obviously, and that's one game, a huge advantage to both the bye, that's because it's... It, it's not like you're playing every day. You're playing every week, and, and the ability to heal and, and to get more time to sort of prepare. And playing at home is a huge advantage. So those formats, they work. Major League Baseball has got to create a way for there to be a major advantage for the teams that win their divisions and win a bunch of games, or certainly cannot be in a situation, which is where they are now, where it becomes a major disadvantage. Because the irony is, yeah, you got to get out of the in the current format the best of three, the best of three stupid playoff coin flip. But it doesn't matter who the Dodgers play. I don't think it does, or the Braves play. They are going to be at a disadvantage because those teams are going to have huge levels of momentum and confidence and rhythm. And the other thing is, and this is what I think really did the Dodgers in, that a lot of teams that have money, right, the Dodgers are one of them, build teams largely based on analytics. They collect win share. They collect base on ball. They collect runs. over the. It's a math equation. But in order to win in the postseason, you have to have timely hitting. You have to be able to handle pressure. You have to be able to operate not as a long-term math equation, not, not as a marathon, but as a mathematical sprint. It's not even a, ma- it's a sprint. And, and that requires a lot of things, and I think maybe different personnel and a different pro. Okay, and the, but you certainly got to be in rhythm. You have to be in rhythm in order to, if there's a runner on second, you're down a run, and you're up in the bottom of the fifth, and there's, it, it's two and two, and like that's right timely hitting. You've got to be in rhythm and have some confidence. I think those things matter. Baseball talk, Tom. It's what's for dinner. I'm here for it. I love it. Give me your quick Pac-12. Pac I'm not going to call it Pac-2. You're packed. Huge weekend. Oregon. That's at Washington, right? Oregon at Washington. Big game. USC playing Notre Dame. That's like kind of a It's kind of a weird. It's kind of a Pac-12 game, even though it's sort of not. And also, next year, a Big Ten game. And, and UCLA at, at Oregon State. But Oregon-Washington is the big one. Who you got? It's Oregon, right? I'm going to go Washington. You are? Yeah. And my my Pac-12 opinion for this weekend is very unpopular okay. because I'm still a big USC believer despite their bad defense, even though Lincoln Riley wants to tell me that the Trojan defense is bad because of a media creation. I'm still all about USC. I know that they're right now are the third-ranked team when it comes to the Pac-12. I still think I believe in Caleb Williams and Lincoln Riley the most. 
They're also the most talented team in the, in the Pac-12. I agree, and they control their own destiny. After yeah. they play Notre Dame yeah. this weekend, they still play Oregon, and they still play Washington, and they're 6-0 and right now. So I know people are down on the defense. Everything is right in front of them for USC. Are you convinced Notre Dame's that good? Because I'm not convinced Notre Dame's that good. No yeah. way, no not how. This is not the level of test. I can't believe I'm saying this. This is not the level of test it would be if they were, if they were playing Washington this weekend. I agree, but it is a rivalry game. It, it is, that's true, and it, it's in it's in South Bend. It's a really good. It is. You're right. It is. It is a big rivalry game. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Oregon. I'm gonna go Oregon in a shootout. I'm gonna go USC wins 28-24. Close football game, and I'm gonna take UCLA. Over poor Oregon State. Poor How Oregon ironic State. that Oregon State's playing well. Poor Oregon State. Oregon fate. Oregon's and then fate. Plus, besides all the Pac-12 implications for the playoff, you have the top three quarterbacks all in the Pac-12 for the Heisman Trophy. Yeah. Michael Penix Jr. is your odds-on favorite right now, followed by Caleb Williams and Bo Nix of Oregon. Can I make a little gambling thought, by the way? If you think that Oregon's going to win this game and you think USC's defense is eventually going to trip up, Bo Nix at 6-1 to one to be the Heisman winner is not a bad bet. I mean, there's a lot of ifs there. But if, if USC loses two games, even if it's not Caleb Williams' fault, and Oregon somehow makes a college football playoff, Nix is the front runner. Those odds flip. I like, I like, I like, I like Nix at 6-1. to one. But you and I have different sort of projected outcomes of what's going to happen. The Pac-12, in, in so much irony, is the most entertaining conference in college football. Always tell my kids, life ain't fair. It ain't for the Pac-12. But for the moment, unfair though it is, it's also pretty mesmerizing. Let's talk some NFL and try to make some money with our guy Nick Costos next year on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 